Does your work energize you? Does it make your impact on the world? Welcome to Start Anew, the show that looks beyond success into freedom, fulfillment, and your passion-driven career. Join your host, Sumbul Sang, for inspiring stories and bite-sized training to help you start anew with clarity. And now, here's Sumbul. Hey there, starters. Welcome to Motivation Monday on the Start A New Show, when I interview an inspiring individual who has started anew in life, with a new dream, a new vision, creating a life of freedom and fulfillment, doing what they love, and most importantly, sharing their gifts with the world. I hope that their incredible stories inspire you to start anew with clarity and confidence. Speaking of clarity, Download your free career clarity toolkit from any page on the website at letsstartanew.com. I'm so stoked to introduce you to today's guest, Fizz Shah. Fizz is a successful entrepreneur and a fellow Londoner. She enjoys a life of freedom that our friends in America fondly refer to as the laptop lifestyle. We will talk about Fizz's online business, her web TV show, and her laptop lifestyle in part two of the interview which will go on air on Wednesday. But today, in part one of the interview, we unfold Fizz's incredibly unique journey to freedom. Now, we're not talking about freedom to work from home or freedom to work on the beach or financial freedom. We're talking about a young woman who spends the first 23 years of her life behind walls. She shares with you today her story of oppression and how she breaks away from the shackles and finds freedom. Now, without any further ado, let's get Fizz on the show. Fizz, hello, and welcome to the Start A New Show. Hey, beautiful. Thank you so, so much for inviting me to your podcast. Oh, it's an honor to have you on the show today, and I'm really, really excited to share your powerful story with our audience. So, Fizz, tell us, where were you born? And share with us maybe one of your earliest childhood memories. Wow, Symbol, where do I start? Goodness me, this is exactly the platform that I love speaking on. You know, women, inspiring women around the world. You know, everyone's got their own journey. Everyone's got their own story. With my story in particular, it's kind of a, a crazy one because it resonates with people in the West, but it also doesn't. I don't think people are aware of what actually goes on in the Middle East much. So I come from a family that are uh, based in the Middle East, and they are considered royals in the way that their lineage comes from a very important uh, family. So uh, we have a family of scholars and thinkers and uh, people that have got uh, certain positions in society to influence. I'm one of their daughters. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, so having a, a society and a framework to live under that kind of environment, as a woman, you have to literally kind of stick to rules and regulations that they set because they are the face of society. So whatever, however the women are like, it reflects on the way that men are. Does this all start when you were a young girl? As a young girl, it's been happening for generations. And it's, it's, it's hard to kind of explain it because some people haven't experienced this. They've got certain rules and regulations that you have to follow. And if you question the system, you're questioning how people view that family, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. With me, how it was is, um, you know, being a young girl, we were, we were just told to cover up. I mean, you know, we were just told to wear veils, don't speak, don't talk, don't don't laugh, don't play too much. Um, you know, you don't want attention. You know, we're girls, we're, we're, the, we're women of the family. Um, it's just always, always being told not to do something. If you did ever question anything, you were actually just told to be quiet because, you know, what will people say? Or, you know, how would this reflect, reflect on your brothers and your father and your uncles? How dare you speak up? You know, do you not care about their reputation? Speaking of brothers, do yeah. you have any? I had one older brother. Pain- Paint us a picture of little Fizz's life and compare it to the life that your brother lived. He's preferred over women. Women are considered as just temporary visitors of a home and they are trained to be more wives of someone else, basically. That's what your whole training is, how to be a wife to your husband. So from a young age, education isn't really considered important. I mean, it's so much to a stage, but the the boys are preferred to invest in um, more than women are uh, and girls are. So that's why I think women in that society, that's why I don't think they grow and they discover who they are because they're not invested in. They're just uh, considered as second class citizens. Now, I can't speak for, for everybody. I cannot generalize, but there's enough of this going on for me to speak up about it because it's happened to me. This is, But they are women that are suffering in that sense. So my little life was that just ordered, you know, just don't question in the system, do what you're told, don't play, don't laugh, don't look out the window, don't be seen. Because <laughs> I'm a quite creative person from a young age, I've, I've always been the type, a very curious type to question everything. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was suffocating. It was a suffocating existence because you want to know what's out there. You want to explore the world. So you're being told to be quiet when you question the system. Let's break this down a little. This, there, so there's a society that you grew up in, which has certain customs and norms which are very very different from the western world and then there is your family which has its own traditions and then there is religion as well i can relate to some aspects of it so i didn't grow up in the middle east i grew up in asia and and i can relate to a double standard when it comes to raising boys and girls but we didn't have laws in the country that prevented us from wearing what we wanted to wear and advancing ourselves in education and exploring the world. But you grew up in the Middle East where even if your family allowed you to take certain liberties, there's a chance that you still wouldn't be be able to do a lot of those things because the law of the country doesn't give you 
equal rights and freedom, That's isn't it? exactly so. The women, if they show their hair, they'll be put into jails. People in power, whether it's politically or religiously, in Asia and the Middle East, they tend to be all men. So you find that the interpretation of religion is very chauvinistic. Absolutely. And I think where it went wrong is, I mean, there's nothing, absolutely nothing against men. I mean, I've got the most lo- lovely friends that are um, a male. And, you know, they're, they're, I can't say that all men are like this, but certain men, what it is, is they, I think they don't understand the female being, you know, the female power, the sensitivity that they have. We're also very, very strong. We're, we're sensuous. You know, we, we've got that compassion in us. We've got so many qualities that they don't seem to understand. And I think it's just easier to just quieten them down. And another thing I think it's important to recognize is um, in any religion, you, you're kind of told to, well, talk to or advise to control your desires and don't let your animal nature kick in and, and be use your intellect. I think it's easier just to hush down things that seduce you or so rather than controlling their desires, it's easier just to hush up the opposition <laughs> rather than doing the work on self-development. Yeah, does that make sense? Can you break this down a little bit more? What is it that you're talking about in terms of religion telling you to control your desires? Well, I think, um, you know, when I was um, in that part of the world, right, I could, I mean, just by looking at someone, a man would feel something inside him, you know, or maybe like someone's hands or feet are attractive or, you know, your face is attractive. It's luring for a man. And it's only because they don't, they're not exposed. You know, it's it's so, because it's so much focus on hiding the women, if they do get a glance, you know, they just seem to... <laughs> they lose control. Oh, you know? Because <laughs> the, the, there's so much attention on it. That's why. And I think with the women here, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm through, looking through the glass, I was just like, now I'm on the other side. I feel that even here, women are not free in that sense. I mean, they are used as objects. I mean, we are, we're used for marketing material. Unfortunately, the women just haven't been understood, you know, and they haven't been respected. We give birth, we give life, you know, all these things that are important uh, as, a, as a being, as a, as a woman, um, they're not looked upon. And it's more for just kind of pleasuring <laughs> society you know just to, i mean even the pressure on women now you know having to look a certain way to having to um show themselves off in a certain way to keep up with it all it's, it's a mess it's if you look at it university it's a mess one side they're covered up the other side they're too exposed you know and there's a lot of push women uh, a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way so what it is 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 the female being hasn't been understood and appreciated for who they really are. I like how you say that it's two extremes in two different parts of the world. In one part of the world, they're being controlled by keeping them totally covered and not letting anyone see them. And in another part of the world, they're being controlled by being told they have to look a certain way. And be exposed. I mean, we're not yeah. creatures for sexual desire. And I think that the emphasis mm-hmm. on the actual being is is taken away and um, it's causing a lot of chaos in society now. And I, I can speak from both sides because I've been on both ends of the, of the coin, you know. So the reason why I left is because, first of all, I, I, I didn't know 
who I was, you know. I mean, if I was in a class, all I could see next to me was a sea of women in black. I remember these days, you know, where I thought, God, these people, they don't have an identity. You know, who are these girls? Who are these women? What are their dreams? What are their hopes? Are they just being trained to be someone's wife? You know, are they just trained to just be someone's mother? Is that all a woman is made for, you know? Um, And I used to question these things. I used to question my father. I used to say, look, dad, you know, what is all this? Why are we meant to be a certain way and why we conform like this and and the thing was that whenever I spoke up it always hit back on my character you know do you want to be seen or uh, are you trying to lure men or something you know and I was like what's that got to do with any of it I just want to be known I think that you just you just want your own identity you want to know who you are what your strengths are you know how creative you can be just you, you this is what I used to get shut down about and um I mean I got I got to a stage where I thought okay, you know, just keep quiet. I don't want to give my father a hard time than he's already having from me. And then I got, you know, um, married, you know, it was an arranged marriage. I agreed to that as well, you know, just to not cause any problems in the family. But then my um, marital home, it was even worse than in my father's home. At least in my father's home, I was allowed to read books. And that's where I used to get lost. I used to get lost in the library. I was a reader. from a very young age to escape from all that was going on that pain that was kind of like being suppressed I used to just go into books and read stories (laughs) of amazing leaders and uh, be inspired from you know people that have made massive sacrifices from around the world and that's where I got my courage I thought oh my god this is just amazing all these people have done so much for freedom and 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 the sacrifices that they made it was kind of building up a passion inside me who was one of your earliest inspirations Um, I think Rosa Parks, everything was just against her, you know, I mean, her being black and just standing up to society and just saying no, you know, just saying no, I'm not going to sit in that in the back of the bus I'm just you know she knew the consequences of her actions and she still went and did it she believed in it and that's powerful you know that's really really powerful and I thought okay reading stories that are similar to that really really thought I thought thought, right you know when everything's against you there is something inside you that you it's in your control you can stand up you can't be afraid that's the thing if you if you become fearful that's that moment when everything crushes and your dreams crushes and they don't even get a chance to be born you know so new ideas, new changes in society or any big changes you want to make in, in the world, it all comes down to courage. One person's courage um, to just say, no, I don't want it. I don't want to do this anymore. Tell us about that time in your life when you really felt your courage. What happened was when I had my baby, which is my daughter now, she's 10 years old now, my ex-husband, he wanted a, a son really badly. And the reaction that I had from my family, that's it, is that all she can do? Just she's giving me a, a daughter I don't want a daughter you know and he started threatening saying I'm going to get married again and I need another wife that can give me a son I thought oh my goodness you know what is this this has become a joke you know I just thought I'm not having this you know she's not going to be regarded I don't want her to have the life that I've had you know she this girl's gonna live her dreams you know that's where I got the courage and another thing was that a couple of months later I found out she had a vision impairment as well so she had a physical challenge too no. so she was a girl and she had a physical challenge there was no way this girl would have a future where I was, you know. So that ignited my passion. I think over the years, all that pain and kind of um, living under 
rules and regulations and wanting to be free, it just ignited. I've just got this passion. I thought, God, I've got to do something. Not, if not for me, I've got to do it for my daughter. Becoming a mother unleashed the lioness in It you. absolutely did. I think giving life um, actually really, really gave me life <laughs> and gave me courage, Aww. you know. My ex-husband, actually, uh, he dropped me and my daughter off to my father's home without any reason. But I think it was just kind of a punishment in a way that I had a daughter and um, why I used to question the system and everything. I think it was just something that he wanted to oppress me on. And and it was quite humiliating for a woman, you know, in that culture to be just dropped off to her father's home like that. He was making a statement saying, you didn't give me a son, you gave me a daughter, so I don't want to have anything to do with Exactly. Exactly so. And it was like a punishment for me to kind of beg him to come back. It's just, I think it's just a bit of a, you know, ego trip, isn't it? You just beg them to take you back or something ridiculous like that. But that wasn't happening. <laughs> At that time, what was the pressure on you from your parents? Did they encourage you to try to win him back or were they like no you just stay with us we'll take care of you and your little one they wanted me to accept whatever he wanted so he, if he wanted to get married again or take on more wives mm -hmm. just be okay with it it's just your life you know women have to just deal with these things why should I have to do that what is lacking in me I have the right to live my life the way I want you know I'm not even happy in this bloody marriage you know <laughs> you know why why should I have to make such sacrifices I've seen women that share their husbands how much jealousy goes on how much mm. how it affects women's health the highest rate of plastic surgeries in that country that I come from you know why because women are always constantly feeling pressured to look a certain way and keep their husbands I mean I wasn't going to fall into that trap so I just said to my father I said look you know just do one thing for me he's left us here because she's not well or she has she's got a physical challenge let me just go to London and let me get her checked out you know let me just see get a second opinion maybe if she's healed or something then I could win him back or yeah, I just made it up I just said you know just kind of get try and get my father to agree you know that my my idea isn't to leave him it's just to kind of solve the problem so after a lot of begging and crying and <laughs> I got my father to agree to send us to London uh, to get my daughter checked out but to be honest with you I had a plan and the plan was to actually just leave and start afresh in a, in a new place really what exactly what your show is about <laughs> starting a new starting you in london exactly so <laughs> so how did you disappear then we'll just rewind a little bit when we were quite young my my father was a scholar in london we spent a quite a good few years in london we had connections here and i had an english teacher uh, we i had built a connection with her and she always saw me as a as a different kind of kid you know so she believed in me and she always used to encourage me she's the one that encouraged me to read books so i contacted her and i said look can't go back I really cannot go back and she really helped me out be pleased with her but she really did help me out a lot and then she sorted out my stay here and she just helped me out a lot she knew there's no hope of me going back there and I wouldn't really survive this is where I started my new life and now my daughter 10 years on she's grounded she's strong to build the life of her dreams the sacrifice I had to make was leaving my family for it but if you look at the vision of where it was all going it was so worth it you know and hopefully it was inspire other people to be courageous and actually take a stand for what you believe in too and don't accept the reality that you're in right now as as your ultimate reality you can, you've got the 
power to decide what you want to do and yeah you, you just got to be brave and just do it Fiza, let's go back to that moment nearly 10 years ago you were a young woman with an infant a few months old in your yes. arms you've arrived into london with a plan to start anew how are you feeling are you excited or are you scared the first thing i did literally fell on my knees I thanked the opportunity i just grasped it i thought oh my goodness i can't believe this has just happened it's just that it all happened and i think it was just my dream unfolding and becoming real i thought oh my goodness this is this is a blank canvas i have to forget everything that i've been through in my life drop it let go and start a new life with me and my daughter world is our oyster literally <laughs> you know i can write my future now the way i want to you're at heathrow airport you go to the bathroom you drop on your knees and you thank god and the universe for the opportunity you've got to start anew are there tears there's lots of tears just looking into my daughter's eyes it was because of her i thanked mm. my creator for being the person to look after my daughter she is the reason i'm here Fiza your story is so inspiring and I can't wait to share it with our listeners it will give them perspective on their little problems in life it will definitely make them more grateful and above all it will give them more insight into challenges that women in this day and age still face in some parts of the world Tune in on Wednesday for part 2 of my conversation with Fiz when she talks about the challenges and practicalities of starting a new in London with an infant her entrepreneurial ventures and how she finally created a freedom lifestyle thanks for joining us for this episode of the start a new show we invite you to be more than a passive listener be a starter join our community and snag exclusive freebies from Symbol and her guests at letstartanew.com Create your vision of freedom and fulfillment right here on the Start a New Show.